Just a quick reminder, if you've been trying links that I've mentioned on any of these recent episodes of the show and they don't work, technology changes and some of the things we offer change. So what we've decided to do is put everything that's current over at photobizhelp.com forward slash links. And anything that isn't current probably won't work. So if you're having trouble with a link that doesn't work, that's probably why. Head on over to photobizhelp.com forward slash links. Or if you're following along at photobizhelp on Instagram, it's the link in the bio. I just like was so wound up at sessions because I was thinking so hard. I was thinking about like my ISO and my shutter speed and my aperture and which lens I was using and what does the background look like and where should I put them and what is the light doing? Your brain is processing so many things that after a while become automatic. You're not thinking about it. You're just doing it. You're like, oh, that's a good spot. You know, exactly. Like the lens and the settings are already taking care of themselves. You're not even thinking about them. You just, you just know the photo you want. This is the Photo Business Help Podcast, a resource for photographers of all levels from brand new to burnt out who believe that business growth starts with personal growth. I'm your host, Natalie Jennings. I created Jennings Photo back in 2010 and have been happily full-time since, but not without some mistakes along the way. Those lessons, plus what's really helped me thrive financially and personally, are what I want to share with you so you can grow with your photo business too. You'll also hear stories from other photographers and industry folks, as well as my favorite ways to be more mindful and happier on this journey. Today on Phototherapy, Audrey and I are digging into creativity when you're a little burnt out, how to get inspired, how to really embrace capturing ethereal things like movement and mood and energy, and what you can do to really bring some more inspiration into your photo business and your photography workflow in general. But first, a note from the folks who support this show. So if you're like most photographers, you probably didn't go into business for paperwork. Does the chaos of invoices, emails, to-dos make you a little crazy? Well, that is where 17 Hats comes in. Their all-in-one, mobile-friendly platform organizes your entire business. 17 Hats handles things like time-sucking tasks, payment reminders, capturing leads, and scheduling your meetings. With 17 Hats, important emails go out automatically. Quotes, contracts, and invoices, click, click, paid. So it's a small wonder that thousands of photographers swear by 17 hats. You'll free up so much time from day-stealing to-dos. It's like you've cloned yourself. You'll be able to focus on what you do best, which is obviously photography. Meanwhile, 17 hats does exactly what you need done to manage your business, just as if you were doing it. So why not clone yourself with 17 hats? Visit 17hats.com to learn more with the discount code PHOTOBIZHELP. That's 17hats.com with the discount code PHOTOBIZHELP. One of the best decisions I've made in over 12 years of running my photo business was switching to pick time. It is beautiful. It's easy to use. It's easy for your clients to use. There's slideshows that are amazing with music you can add. There's a beautiful store with tons of products and they dynamically insert your clients' photos so they can kind of get a sense of what stuff looks like before they order. They have these incredible automations that for me, it's been a game changer. I've made more money in my photo business hands down since I switched to pick time than any other time in my business. These automations remind people of sales, do all the emailing and communicating with your clients that you might not remember to do, and they make it 
dead easy for them to look at their photos, share their photos, and purchase cool stuff. It is so game-changing. And since I talk about them so much, I'm here to tell you what they are offering as a sponsor of the show. Go to pick-time.com, that's P-I-C-time.com, and use the code PHOTOBIZHELP. This will give any new user one entire bonus month free when you upgrade to a paid plan. You can often start a free 30-day trial. So whatever sounds good, you can head over to pick-time.com, use the code PHOTOBIZHELP, and make this huge transformation in your business. I promise you'll love it. It is amazing. They are amazing and really helpful if you need help. Again, pick-time.com with code PHOTOBIZHELP for a free bonus month when you upgrade to a paid plan. Welcome to Phototherapy 3. I'm here with Audrey. I'm Natalie. Hi, Audrey. Hi, Natalie. Hi. Today's question is a really good one. I'm excited about it. We decided to read these ahead of time rather than if you listen to Phototherapy 1, we sort of did it on the fly and I think it's a little little easier to make a few notes. So that's what we're doing. Are you ready? Yes. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Yes, I am. Okay. Again, these are all anonymous. I feel good about my photography style and the images I'm capturing today, but I would like to push myself and learn how to also take pictures that are less predictable. Do you have any advice on better embracing movement, framing, or other aspects of photography to deliver something beautifully unexpected? I'd love to know any techniques you use to really be, quote, in the moment, or some photographers that you find inspiring. Ah! Okay, Audrey, you go. That's a fun one. Okay, so I I love this question. This is really fun. Me too. There's a lot to say about this. So I think a lot of times we get kind of stuck in that mindset of like, I need to provide this service for the client and we forget to slow down a little bit and take in what's going on and try and capture some art. You know, we kind of have like, oh, we want to get a good smiling picture. We want to get this. And I think there's room in every session, even in a mini session, maybe not as much room in a mini session, but there's room to like, just slow down a little bit, take a step back, don't try to control everything that's going on and just let some things unfold by themselves. And that's when you'll really start to get like some real beautiful, magical moments. So that would be kind of my first step is like, or first piece of advice for whenever you're in a session to just kind of slow down a little bit and take it all in and not try to control it all as much. We have a friend, uh, another photographer uh, who gave a piece of advice to us many years ago that was amazing. You know, you're, you know what I'm I talking about. I have this about. written down um, right now. Yeah. yeah. It was such a like simple but amazing piece of advice. And she said that at every session, take at least one photo for yourself. Meaning like at every session, take five minutes to just try something that you've been wanting to try, whether it's a pose or a location or an action or like a physical thing, like a prism, just something. Every session, take five minutes and do a couple photos just for yourself. That way, I mean, if you bomb it and it doesn't turn out the way you want, it's whatever. You tried it, but it still kind of feeds the creative soul a little bit, which is so important. 
so important to do that. Yes, it's totally true. And it doesn't even have to be five minutes. There was this one frame from a mini session where one of the kiddos was walking away from the car in the parking lot. It was a very gritty frame and it was totally not centered and it was like movement. It was just her walking with her dress kind of blowing in the wind and it was just her feet and like the bottom of the dress and then like the way the car was framed in the back and like the lines from the road. It was just a really cool combo of stuff and I gave it to them but I edited it totally weird. Like I put like a weird fill, like a light leak on it because it just looked like an old accidental photograph like film photograph and that's what I wanted it to be edited like I don't know if they liked it or not but it's not even you would not know whose child this is in the picture but I I got so much joy out of just editing that one and keeping it in the collection because it reminded me of stuff that I used to take on film so I think it's important I love that that was Laura of Laura Kane share photography so forever gonna thank her for that one because it was to this day, one of the best pieces of advice. Yeah. I mean, especially with what we're doing is just like, take a photo for you. Just one. And like, you make a good point too with the photo was for you, but then also the editing was for you. So sometimes it's not necessarily in the session that you're, you know, taking those creative leaps and stuff, trying something new. Sometimes it's with the editing and afterwards. And maybe it's not even the ones that you deliver to the client, but you're trying a new editing style just for yourself. I've done that before and it's fun. Yes, because it is both. Yes. <laughs> for me, I'm, I'm, <laughs> I was just thinking about it. I'm such a huge fan of editing. Sometimes I'm like, should I just become an editor? Should I just become a retoucher? But I do like shooting as well. But I think sometimes I lean more towards the post than anything else because I just, I have this strong idea of what I want something to kind of look like. And especially with, let's see, you mentioned movement, framing, and beautifully unexpected. So this kind of ethereal quality, a lot of that stuff is just, it's really tough to plan that. And one of the things I try to do, even at a mini session, I try to get myself out of the habit of shooting when I want everyone where they're supposed to be and instead shooting through the transition. So I get a great family photo posed or whatever. Like I know that's what they're looking for because they're clearly signed up to minis because they want a few good ones, which is my little tagline for minis. But then I say, let's just go over here. And I, instead of putting my camera down, I try and at least shoot half a dozen images through that transition because like the wind might blow or mom might grab the kiddo's hand or like, I don't know, whatever. There's all these little movement moments that happen obviously when people are moving when it's not like they're sitting there (laughs) you know like because you're in the habit of kind of posing people which is why we talked about this well you you and I have shot a lot of weddings together but one of the things I used to say to clients when I was doing weddings when they said do you want a shot list of all of the family members I said totally send it to me I'd love to take a look at it but on the day of your wedding please give it to someone if I don't have an assistant there please give it to someone that knows everybody and that can help wrangle people in and out of the shot because I don't know anyone's names and instead of me looking at your list and shouting out names I would way rather be shooting in between those moments and I you know I always get great like right after I say okay I got it and the family starts to like relax I always shoot through that you know and and I love shooting through the two minutes between each pose during family photos and stuff like that so that might be another tip too especially if you're doing weddings Yeah, I think that kind of goes back to what I was saying before, too, like just kind of slow down and 
pay attention to those moments that are in between all the posing and the the controlled stuff like because that's where you'll really find some beautiful things is when you're not controlling what's going on totally and some more like tangible things I've done in the past to help my creative you know energy and come up with some creative things is trying a new location I've tried like shooting with different objects around the the frame of my lens kind of like shooting through a clear plastic baggie for example or people shoot through nylon just there's a whole bunch of different things you can do to like try and create funky more creative photos yeah the prism you mentioned yeah another one too like especially with family sessions and it really depends on the family a lot of some families interact with each other really well but it can be hard to like we've talked about this a lot it can be kind of hard and kind of draining to take a family out into a field for an hour and just like try to get candid great interacting photos of just you're out in the field without having something to do so think about having like an activity or even if it's just like a blanket with a book that they can sit down and read or we're picking flowers etc kind of having bubbles yeah just something to chalk do other than you being the person to yeah no all of that then you being the one to pull it out of people yeah take a look at your time frame so if you're not shooting weddings if you're shooting sessions and you find yourself getting burnt out or drained or you're way 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 overshooting it's likely that your sessions are too long you know, people are like, is 15 minutes enough for a mini? I shoot so many. I bet I could deliver a hundred good images, good, from a 15-minute mini session. And oh, that's easily. like me having to call it down to 10. So there's no way I could survive an hour. I would just have a thousand pictures and they'd all be decent. And what do you do with that, you know? I should backtrack. I think that does come with experience too. Like I've become way faster, way more efficient, all of the things that happen when you do something for 12, 13 years. So if you're just starting out, give yourself the time to learn your lenses and not feel panicked about your settings and stuff. Give yourself that time because I think in the beginning, having a half an hour or a little more time is, is helpful because you're truly thinking about all of the things all at once. When your camera is like an extension of your arm and you don't have to think about the equipment, 15 minutes, 30 minutes is way enough time if you're just doing quote-unquote nothing like Audrey said you don't have like an activity you're gonna get so many photos you mentioned the slowing down thing again and I love I love at weddings this is one of the things I miss the most about being in that container because it's like this whole day and there's we all know that there's like a lot of downtime you're not constantly shooting but one of the times of day is like the getting ready so I always think about like going to someone's house and maybe you're there for like an hour because you know, the hairstylist is there and you're just hanging out waiting for people to get dressed and ready. Those are the times when we all know for the final collection, nobody needs a bajillion of those photos. If nothing's actually happening, if they're not doing a champagne toast or like a, you know, something planned that they want you to capture, if you're just there to sort of document what's going on, that is such a good time to slow down and just find, again, that one image for you. One of the last weddings I ever shot, I was at this beautiful old house that they were getting ready in and 
I took some really cool pictures of like the kitchen sink. You know, I was like, wow, the light is so pretty. And look at the fruit bowl sitting on the, you know, and it's just like, it was really beautiful. And I actually really enjoyed those photos. And I think I did that at another wedding. And I've used it before on the website. There's like oranges because they were making cocktails. And there's like a bag of oranges on the kitchen sink. Obviously, that's not what they wanted, but it certainly was really fun for me to shoot. And I think I think it just made me feel more creative about the day. Like if you can give yourself that little dopamine hit of creative satisfaction when you have a long wedding day, I mean, that can really change how you shoot the next few hours, you know, because you're like, oh, that was fun. Like you start to feel the fun vibe instead of like, oh, my God, I'm here for another 45 minutes. Yeah. That's, yeah, that's really, really good advice. And you can do that in a session too, if it's a longer, like an hour session, if you are able to slow down and just kind of, you know, pay attention to details, go in closer and take a picture of a hand or of a flower, or, you know, you don't have to shoot, 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 shoot for an hour. And also like do this on your own free time too. I know it doesn't feel like productive. Well, that's a whole other topic. But like doing things for yourself and resting and creating for yourself is so important to keep you as a productive and not burned out photographer with a business. It really puts you in touch with who you are stylistically and creatively too. I was just, I'm going to link to this in the show notes if you're interested, but I did a blog post that's not like wildly amazing, but... I visited my, one of my best friends lives in Paris, such a sad place to have to visit somebody. And I try to go, you know, we grew up together. I try to visit her every year. And the last time I was there, not this last time I saw her this summer, but, but I went a couple of years ago and we, she was asking me about my camera and I was like, I can't take it with me everywhere we go, or I'm not going to be present. I'm, I'm just going to be in kind of that wedding mode where you like feel like you're always missing something and you always have to shoot it if you see it and like then your vacation becomes thousands of photos that you know then you end up kind of like working so I wanted to find a way to be creative for myself and not feel like I had to be lugging around an entire camera kit everywhere I went so I took just my 50 and my camera and I said I'm gonna document us walking from your flat to the cafe and back And then I'm going to put the camera away just for that day. So I do this like every day. I did like a couple of different things that I would say like, okay, within this time frame, I'm going to document it just as if I was shooting a wedding or anything else. And this, so I did a blog post about what I documented and it was so much fun. It was so much fun to edit. It was so much fun to shoot and it was fun to put together because I got to do what I wanted to do because it was for me, you know, I wasn't like, oh, are people going to like this picture of the fruit cart you know (laughs) like instead I just did what I wanted to do and it really reminded me of like yes I like this style of photography but also it was it was a way to not feel like I was tethered to my camera I personally don't like that feeling because I can't like again I can't be present with people but it also kind of got that creative energy out where I feel like I have a really great documented afternoon in Paris that was really fun to create so like Audrey said I think that's great advice is like maybe just take um, your dog for a walk and bring your camera and say I'm going to document from the time we put our shoes on leaving the house to the time we get back and take the leash off the dog you know 
That's awesome. I want to I want to read your blog post. Yeah, like a little window, <laughs> you know, like just a little it. window of time. Let's see. I'm looking at this question again. Any techniques to really be in the moment? I think we've kind of covered that. The one other thing that comes to mind, I did an episode, maybe we'll find it and link to it, that I called the accordion method. I'm sure someone else has talked about this somewhere, but I just called it this because at the time I had never heard anyone talk about it and I thought I had invented it, so I named it. But just this idea if you're at a wedding or at a family session and you're feeling like stagnant or just kind of stuck, just shoot you know, accordions go in and out is basic concept, but just shoot like tight, medium and long, you know? Yes. And then change up your lenses, long, wide, you know, whatever. So it's like, take the family and go right up in their faces and see what you can get. Then kind of take a few steps back and then take a really far away, wide, long, whatever shot. I do the same thing. And that's what I was talking about too. Like, you know, slow down and maybe go in and take a picture of their hands or like, step back out or try a different stand up on a rock and try it from here. Just yeah, circle. I usually like especially for couples photos, I'll circle around them. You know, do a full circle up down. Yeah. In out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you said slow down again and I just think that's that's such a good one for anybody and I can remember being new. I would say it took probably a couple years to sort of shake this, but like I just like was so wound up at sessions because I was thinking so hard. I was thinking about like my ISO and my shutter speed and my aperture and which lens I was using and what does the background look like and where should I put them and what is the light doing? Like your brain is processing so many things that after a while become automatic. You're not thinking about it. You're just doing it. You're like, oh, that's a good spot. You know, exactly. Like the lens and the settings are already taking care of themselves. You're not even thinking about them. You just you just know the photo you want. And so I think if you're in those early stages of that wound up energy, just, again, take a deep breath, slow down. I used to always say, just look for the light. It was something I used to say on the podcast, too, but it was a big thing I used to coach on. Is like, if you're panicked, just take a deep breath and like, where's the light? Even if it's a cloudy day, where would the sun be? Chances are, face your people that way and they're going to get slightly better diffused light. Remember where the light is. Play with it a little bit. Cameras are light boxes, so... For sure. This is fun. This is a fun one to talk about. Yeah. You can definitely get stuck in, you know, when you're doing this for a job for other people and earning income from it and making, you know, paying your bills with it, you can get very stuck in like having to do things for other people and forgetting the creativeness of it, you know, or being afraid to take some leaps and try something creative because you don't want to upset anyone or... Yeah, you know, you have expectations to live up to, but it's so important to just still remember that you're an artist and lean into that. Yeah, I totally agree. I just had another thing kind of drop in here. Also giving yourself some grace for where you're at in your life. As a woman, just to be totally transparent, like there are certain times of my cycle and my month where I am not creative. I'm not as in touch with like what I feel is lovely and beautiful and I just want to sleep and I'm tired and I really have to mindfully schedule stuff if I can around that time but also if I if I can't help it it's like I have to remember like okay you're using all your energy right now just to be here and do your best so just do your best maybe you're not feeling creative because you had a really stressful week or you're not feeling very well or like you have allergies or whatever so don't 
don't let like your physical or external environment like constantly reflect back to you that oh I'm a crappy artist I can't do the movement thing you know like just also be mindful that other things deeply affect our creativity so you might not be feeling it there are times when I do shoots I need to deliver a good product but I have no interest in being artsy <laughs> you know like, yeah that I mean, is such it just, a good reminder it happens yeah especially it right now because oh sorry no no go 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 <laughs> oh go 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 I'm so excited. We're uh, just so excited. <laughs> <laughs> well, this I love how like our conversations are kind of like we start talking about one thing, but then it kind of like leads to something else that I'm thinking about. But they're all it's all connected. And yeah, I know it's busy season right now in Minnesota, which is like the fall season is when everybody and their mother is getting their photos done. And so you know, we schedule a lot of these sessions in the spring and summer, and that's when we're feeling like creative and rejuvenated. And then the fall comes, <laughs> it's, you know, towards the end of it, we're like, ah, surviving. Yeah. The forced creativity is something that's been on my mind a lot this last year of, of feeling like, how can I do my sessions in a way that's authentic and honoring of the people in front of me? And also me not forcing myself to be creative and forcing these moments to happen. It's hard. It's hard to like have this yes. expectation of like, you need to be creative for me and go. It's kind of like someone saying to you, okay, be funny, make me laugh, go. And you have to do it. Right. <laughs> I know. I know. Well, and again, you made a good point. Being mindful that it could be the season you're in. Like, mm -hmm. again, if you're in Minnesota in October and you're bummed that you're not as creative as usual, like, don't be. Because, like, you've probably been shooting every night, like I have, multiple sessions. In that case, what I try to focus on rather than creativity is precision. So I just try to be better at the skills I have. I try to, I try to just be better at consistent, straight out of camera quality. I try to be better at just everything looking good because I that's what they want it'll make my editing easier you know so maybe it's just shifting the focus at certain times during the year or certain times throughout the month as I mentioned or whatever to like instead of being like epically creative maybe tonight I'm just going to shoot as best I can out of camera so that I don't have to edit super hard and they still get something awesome like that can be a fun game also or like maybe I'll shoot knowing that I'm going to edit this whole thing black and white the other thing, because the question mentions, or some photographers you find inspiring, I've mentioned this before, I'll say it again. If you're a wedding photographer, find anybody but a wedding photographer to look at. You know, if you're a family photographer, try and look at somebody else doing food or something. Just just try and find a couple people doing something totally different because it, it'll just shift your it'll just shift your mind a little bit where you're looking at the photography and you're not necessarily looking at copying someone's pose or something and there's a time and a place for adapting people's styles and ideas and stuff and getting inspired because you find a new photographer you love and you I mean we that's a good feeling too it's like oh my god I love what they're doing I want to try that next time go for that but if you're just feeling like not yourself copying someone else might not be the way to go but like finding another photographer that does something totally different I follow the Gordon Parks Foundation on Instagram and it's one of my favorite accounts because it's just gorgeous film photography and it's 
not anything to do with weddings usually it's just life and portraiture and documentation and stuff like that and so like sometimes I'll see something and I'll be like oh my gosh I'm gonna sit someone next to a window like that you know or whatever it might be so that's also something I like to do yeah and touching back on like recognizing the season of life that you're in it can feel like super stressful and kind of panicky if you're like I don't feel creative your client probably doesn't know and you're still going to make beautiful photos for them. So don't beat yourself up and let yourself go into a spiral if you're like not being the most creative. They don't know that you're doing the same poses and telling the same jokes as you did the family yesterday. As long as you're giving them beautiful photos that shows them, you know, in those times, just be okay with that too. Yeah, yeah. They don't know. They don't know if you're like reusing the same thing. The problem I have, and I discovered this problem this has nothing to do with this person's question but when I have like four or five or six minis all in one night I really have to work to be present to not ask the same question to the same person like where, <laughs> yes. are, where are you guys coming from tonight oh cool and then two minutes later where are you guys coming from tonight yes ah! <laughs> this is why small talk and me don't really get along but a lot of times you're just walking from a to b with the parents and you're just trying to say something in a very short way you don't have time to get to know them if they're a new client how'd you find out about me yeah how did so you find funny. out about me oh sorry i asked you that already like it's the worst i feel like we're that telling secrets right now because it's so true like what you don't know about your photographer is the entire conversation you just had with them is a rehearsed conversation they have with everybody. <laughs> I have to because I don't do good with small. Yeah, I don't I don't do good with small talk either. So I have like a few set things that I go to and ask every time like, oh, what, what are your plans for the rest of the day? I mean, you're being asked for us. We, we do 15 minute minis. So you're being asked to like say hello, get going, get the photos move along in a very short window of time and I think our brains are just not wired to to have deep focused present conversation and be creative and directive and on the ball and all this stuff all at the same time like if you think about it so you know apologies to any clients or past clients <laughs> listening that uh, I've asked the same question to it's not that I don't care about your life I just get in a weird mode when I'm doing minis or if I forgot your name. I've gotten better at it, I've, you know, and it, because I, I do care about my clients and I like people. I'm like naturally a curious person. So like I do feel bad when, when that's happened before. It hasn't happened very much, but it does feel like it happens all the time. And I know it does. For those of you still on the fence about upgrading the level of your business, making more money in your business, Remember to head to pick-time.com. Use code PHOTOBIZHELP for a free bonus month if you upgrade to a paid plan. That's code PHOTOBIZHELP at checkout for a free bonus month with PickTime, my favorite. One more quick reminder, if you're feeling overwhelmed right now, disorganized, check out 17 Hats. You'll be able to focus on what you do best, photography. Meanwhile, 17 Hats does exactly what you need done to manage your business, just as if you were doing it yourself. Go to photobizhelp.com forward slash 17 hats to get 50% off your first year. 